You're listening to the Sewing and Growing podcast and radio show with J and J. Good day, every every one of you. We apologize for the uh, hiatus. There wasn't a podcast last week, and the only reason why is uh, we just forgot <laughs> to yes. do it. Had some busy schedules and slipped through the cracks. Because it is something that we do love doing, but it has to take a backseat to our regular weekly activities. Right. We We got a new coffee spot. That was really high on my priority list. Yes. Um, I felt right at home sitting on one of those pub tables in there. It's really cool. Shout out to Pastor Tasha for having the mind's eye to think about how that's going to be and then to implement it. There were different aspects along the way where I'm like, I'm not sure how this is going to come together. And then when it came together, it was like, this is together. And the wood wall and we were painting it green. And I was like, if "Uh, anything is together, this thing is together. I'm not so sure about it. And then it all, and then the cowhide. Props to the cow. Yeah. Or the artificial cow. That's a fake cow. The artificial cow that gave up its hide. It's artificial hide. It's (laughs) fake life that it lived. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) I hope you were fed artificial grass and not artificial grain fake grain yeah in your fake life you're taking this way too far man <laughs> it's pretty yeah so we had a hiatus um but we're, we're back, back. Um, hey sometimes distance makes the heart fonder so hopefully your heart is more fond of us after a one week hiatus yeah or hopefully you haven't developed a callus in your heart towards us and oh i thought you, you were gonna say listening. an infatuation oh you know we don't that want could that happen either. too because if your heart gets more fond i just want a healthy degree of I'd love to have a podcast from J&J. Again, I have to say this. We have to say this on such a frequent basis. The podcast is not called the J&J podcast. Seriously, guys. Maybe we need to change it to the J&J podcast because most people refer to it as, hey, the J&J podcast. Yeah. It's sewing and growing. Sewing and growing. If you type in J&J podcast, we probably won't show up at all. And if you type in S-E-W-I-N-G and growing. You're not going to find yeah. it either. This ain't no needle and thread. No. This is this is seed. If I'm hemming my garment and growing, that's cool. But <laughs> Glory to God. I'm talking about sowing seed. We're talking about sowing seed. Um, and today's topic, I have zero notes in front of me. I have five words in front of me and two symbols. Five words and two symbols. <laughs> that's all I got. But I have a lot in my heart on this subject. And you do too. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, when is this releasing? Yeah, this was released Monday. So there's a youth encounter coming yes. up. And for the youth youth aged kids, fifth or sixth through twelfth. That's correct. Um, called Winter Encounter. And this will be a little bit of a promo, but we really wanted to talk about summer camps, winter camps that we've gone to when we were younger, the impact that that had and why we think that's so important, and also why we see greater moves of God greater and more tangible encounters with God at these events than we do in normal day life. And we want, we'll just discuss that a little bit. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. So I am counting on you being yeah, yeah. the captain Ahab holding the spear, leading this expedition to take down Moby Dick or also the subject of youth camps. <laughs> so I will be taking the back seat, but I will be adding to this conversation. Don't feel lonely. Right. Don't feel like you can't toss the ball back to me. I'll catch it. Okay. I'll say this. If you are a parent listening right now and your child is not signed up for the encounter, maybe you're like, well, they don't really go to youth. It does not matter. 
they can come to the encounter. Absolutely. Um, it is life-changing. We'll, we will get into it. but And I want to speak to the person who does not have a child, doesn't know a child, and goes, all right, I'll see you guys next week. I'm going to get out. I'm out of this. Don't. This is why. Stop. Generous Believing. contributors. <laughs> thank you for that journey reference. Yeah. We appreciate that, Buzz Jonathan. But generous, generous <laughs> contributors to this conference help make it only oh, yeah. $50. The fact that this conference is only $50 is amazing. Yes. I'm telling you, it should be way more expensive than this. But thankfully, this generous body here at New Creation Church, that's why we can do what we do. So I encourage you, maybe God is going to pull on your generosity strings and you can help sponsor children, help make this event go off. You can always reach out to me if that gets on yeah. your heart. And I believe it will right. get on some of your hearts during this conversation. Right. And this is a great way that you can contribute to the growth of the kingdom of God. He's like, oh, I don't have kids. I don't know kids. Like you just said, when you give, we have a number of people who sponsor yes. kids to go to these events and their lives get radically changed. And I'll just go ahead and start off by saying this. I've gone to a number of camps when I was younger. You think about the anchor of a ship. Um, a ship can can wander left, it can wander right, it can float a little bit, but if there's an anchor there, it might drift a little bit, but it always gets pulled back. And I felt like these camps were the anchor for me, especially when I was going to a public high school. I grew up and spent the majority of my education going to a private Christian school. Then I got thrown into high school and started making bad choices, but I made sure, except for like the last two, in my high school days, I did not go to, but I was, <laughs> I went to the majority of these camps and they really helped anchor me and give me a foundation that, uh, that tethered me in and didn't allow me to drift way too far from the truth. It's so good. And I want to tell you, there's a reason that on my job description and your job description, when you were the youth minister as well, it's one of the highest expectations of the youth ministry here at new yeah. creation church is to host a winter and a summer conference or camp. Yes. And it's not a mistake that one is a summer and one is at a winter. We hope that your student were confessing and believing and declaring that they're going from faith to faith and glory to glory. But at the bare minimum, it does help keep them on track. It's that Holy ghost chain that pulls them back to where they need to be <laughs> every six months. Chain. That Holy ghost chain that you don't want to break glory. Yeah. And so I wouldn't be sitting here today if it wasn't for, for camps. I remember being at a camp in Aaron Hankins. It was actually the, he's the son of Mark Hankins, Mark and Trina Hankins, who actually come to the church in March. Um, I just connected with him and he was talking about answering the call to ministry. And I had been like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. I was dating this girl and I was like, you know, what? I'll just go to, I'll go to Colorado Mesa. It was Mesa state at the time. I'll stick around and see what happens with her. And I was going to forsake the call of God, but the anointing and the presence of God was so tangible in that building that night. And he gave that call and I was like wrestling with it in my spirit. And then my youth pastor, shout out to Steve Reed, came up to me, nudged me on the shoulder. And he says, are you sure that isn't you? And I looked at him and he like gave me the nudge, like you need to go up there. And like, I just broke down, started crying, answered the call, broke up with the girl, went to Rama, came back, started working here. And now I am where I am today because of that defining moment that happened at a camp. So good. And then at another camp, shout out again to Pastor Steve Reed. He said something that kind of wrecked me. And I think he's probably said it to you or he said it to some 
uh, multiple people. Maybe he just as goes around saying it. Yeah, as a youth minister, it's one of the things you got in your bag. You just pull out. He said, "Hey, listen, your parents' Jesus will not save you." And I was offended at first. And I'm like, "What? My parents' Jesus is my Jesus. It's everyone's Jesus. What are you talking about? That's my Jesus. Of course, he saves me." What he was talking about is that if my belief in Jesus and my foundation of faith is only based on what my parents do and what my parents say, we call it coattail faith. You're hanging on someone's coattails. It means you got real no, you don't have any substance of your own and you're not even going anywhere on your own. You're just hanging on to someone's coattails. So he was saying the revelation that your parents got about Jesus was good for them, but you have to get revelation for yourself. So good. And that wrecked me, but that also happened at a youth camp. Right. And so, I went into this phase, which is a really popular buzzword right now, but we call it deconstructing your faith. Thank the Lord I didn't just deconstruct and walk away. I deconstructed and I actually started asking questions and going, do I believe this because I actually believe it or because my parents believe it? So I wrestled with a few things over a number of years and thank the Lord I came to the conclusion that I do believe the same thing that my parents did, but not because they did, because it became personal revelation to me. Praise God. Well said. Yeah, yeah. So much there. The camp. So much there to say. I'll give a little bit of my story. I did not grow up from the age of 10 to 16 going to any church being a part of any local body, even though my parents were believers, I started coming back to youth group at the age of 16. And I remember coming to youth group and enjoying it and hearing Steve Reed, shout out to him again, saying youth camp is coming up and it'll change your life. And I thought, this is just marketing. I've heard so many things will change my life, but I'll give it a shot. I was actually planning since I was an awkward homeschool kid to go to a bluegrass camp in Texas. Now that you don't hear many high school <laughs> kids going to a bluegrass camp in Texas. I was still playing hockey, I believe. So I was thinking about doing a hockey camp when I decided I wasn't going to do hockey anymore because I wanted to pursue God. I was going to go to the bluegrass camp, but then I forsook the bluegrass camp to go to youth camp. And it's the first time somebody has told me that an event would change my life. And it actually changed my life. I remember what God was communicating to me in that season as I was coming out of sexual addictions to pornography and masturbation and different things like that. The minister spoke on the exact same topic as what I was dealing with. I had experienced God. I remember having hands laid on me and in a good way, like the laying on of hands, not not <laughs> someone fighting me in the in the um, thank you for clarifying. in a bunk or something, bunk. not getting bunk beat. <laughs> that is bunk beat. Uh, I they laid hands on me and I fell out and I was laying on the floor and I couldn't get up and I saw just a massive eyeball. And I'm not trying to get weird or holy ghosts like that. I saw like the eye, eye of Sauron. Yeah, Lord but in Rings. a holy way. Oh, perfect. <laughs> And way. God told me his eye was on me. And so many students feel like they're neglected, like they don't have a purpose in this world. Just the fact that I knew because I experienced God in that moment that his eyes were on me. I was encouraged enough to gain more confidence and move throughout the rest of my high school. And I didn't miss a camp after that. So yeah. every camp that I've been a part of, you see kids who might be on the fringe or kids who don't talk together talk much or hang out together and by the end of camp they're in a service all like locked arms locked bawling praying ministering to each other um Let's and really growing in why. connection why do we think that 
these events, these special times produce this type of fruit. Yeah, well, a lot of times you'll have, we would have youth students who go like, why can't youth be like camp? And like, you know, I really, I just want to get back to camp. And it just felt like God was so much more real and so much more present. Um, the answer is pretty simple, but when you're in the moment and the one asking it, you don't realize this, but there might be a number of reasons, but I think the main reason is that you're actually consecrating and setting aside time specifically for God to show up and meet you. Um, I was going to say, the first thing I wrote down is a set date. It's a set date with a certain expectation. When I chose to name the encounter encounter, it wasn't just because I wanted something with an E that I could fit into a flame logo, but I wanted every but time yet you did, <laughs> but that was a nice byproduct. <laughs> hey, there's cherry on top. <laughs> it's because I wanted the students to say encounter and expect to encounter mm-hmm. God at the conference. Yeah. And here's another one. I didn't mean to steal your fire, steal what it. you're going to say. So keep those thoughts in your head, but students and families put value into this event as well. Yeah. Church is free. And I've actually gotten friction on why are you charging for the encounter? Well, we put a lot into it, uh, yeah. but also where your treasure is, your heart is. And I know that as a student, I remember working to go to camp, which is more expensive, but the more I put into going to the experience, I got more out of it. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, you find out just how much you value something when something's free versus when you have to pay for it. Um, I don't need to expound on that point anymore, but it's funny that people ask that question because a lot of, most of the guest ministers that we have have full-time jobs and they're leaving their job to come here. And I I don't know. I just think that's crazy. I'm like, you think they just shell out however much to get here and just be like, yeah, sure. I'll take a week off of work. I think there might be an assumption that the church should just cover the whole charge and not charge the person who's coming. I understand but that. Again, but again, going back to the value, I guess we will speak on that a little bit more. <laughs> I guess you are <laughs> if you see that the value does it in bounce? something, you're going to put your time, your attention, your resources into that thing. And it's teaching kids. Yeah, it's teaching them a good lesson. Um, but I also say this, and I remember, you know, the scripture where Jacob it wrestles with the Lord and he basically says, I'm not going to leave until you bless me. Not that God's like trying not to bless you, but Jacob had a tenacity that said, I ain't leaving this place until I encounter the Lord. And I know my heart was like, all right, I'm coming to get something and I ain't leaving without it. It's that bulldog type of faith. That Bulldog on a raw pork chop, folks. Yeah. He's going to get so it. Kids who come with that expectancy always get something. Say, listen, God, I, I paid for this camp. I missed bluegrass camp for this. My other friends are doing this, but I came here and I'm only here for three days or however long it is. And I'm going to encounter you like Jacob wrestling with the Lord. And that was an intense moment because God named. Oh yeah. He named him Israel. And Israel means the one one who who wrestles wrestles with God. Yeah. So the nation of Israel is defined by that moment. Yeah. that's And I had similar moments. I remember worship always being impactful and I'm so thankful for you and the team for bringing worship to these events. The students predominantly tell me that that's their favorite part of the conference. And when I went to camps, it was one of my favorite times too. And I remember reading in Psalms that David would sing until he couldn't sing anymore. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to live out that. I'm going to live out that verse. So the last two or three times I went to youth camp as a student, I lost my voice. 
And is that like, wow, cool, man. What, <laughs> what benefit does that do? Nothing other than I was trying to do everything I could in my own ability to connect with God. I wasn't striving to earn from God. I was just showing that my heart was for him yeah. and towards him. And I think that's very valuable. Right. It makes me think of what we've heard in preparing to preach or teach prepare like there is no Holy Spirit and then show up to the event as if there only is the Holy yeah. Spirit. And students, parents, if you can lead your students to enter these events with that type of heart, they're going to be blessed. Yeah. And I think another big reason why the experience seems better is because there's way less distractions, especially when you go somewhere else. I know this encounter is going to be here, but we encourage students to, to not have their phones I mean, sometimes that's hard, but, Miracle these um, days. but for instance, I'll just use like going to a camp as an example, because I know the youth's going to go, um, Ooh, I don't know if that's even, but just keep yet. that in the bag for now. You were start, you're starting, you were starting to get out the flute and you were going to charm that <laughs> Cobra coming yeah, yeah. up. But um, we're just gonna no, keep that. so camps in the past that I've been to been in a place where there's no cell phone service. So, and Can I have the Wi-Fi password. Uh, yeah, no, you cannot. <laughs> And so you're isolating yourself on purpose. And the only thing that can really get your attention is the beautiful mountains in the background and the Lord. And you can have those types of experiences every week at church, yet we get so distracted by our phones and I'm guilty of it. A lot of times I need my phone on a Sunday because I'm on staff and there's things that are going wrong. But if you chose like, I'm not even going to bring my phone today or, you know, I'm not going to let this distract me. I'm not going to let this distract me. Um, I think your experience would be way more tangible on a week to week basis with the Lord. I'll say this is a great aspect of conferences as well is because normally there's students that your students don't normally connect with from different locations. And I think that's a huge blessing. I was shy. Most people won't believe it. I was a shy child, but these camps, these conferences helped enable me to build relationships Find that the fire of God isn't just for a couple kids that are strange in the youth group, but actually there are excited kids in different places who are experiencing God. Yeah. Those relationships are powerful. The current pastor of Faith Heights, I met at a youth camp and we became really good friends. Yeah, uh, It's amazing the relationships yeah. you can build at these conferences too. Absolutely. And you get a greater appreciation at a young age of the unity of the body of Christ. Yeah. So I'd say this, anybody, you know, you're, might be a adult in their late forties listening to this and be like, well, I'm not going to a camp. Um, let's just talk about in your, your personal time with the Lord and even coming to church. So I talked about this, especially when I was a youth pastor, anytime right before camp, I would always teach a message called the three P's of getting something from God or three P's of preparation. And this will help you on a week to week basis. So you've got prep the soil, prime the pump and prune the trees. And basically what that means is, is before you go into the presence of the Lord or before you even go to church, you're prepping the soil of your heart to receive. Because what I likened it to, I mean, and what we saw a lot of times is there was a student who was completely maybe turned off to the things of God. Maybe by the end of the camp, they were open enough to it. But it's like trying to dig a hole in the middle of winter when the ground is frozen it's very hard to do. So talking about prepping that soil before you even get into the presence of God, I'm preparing my heart to receive. So I don't have to waste the entire camper, the entire service or whatever it is, getting my heart to a point where I can finally receive. Do that beforehand. 
Very good. I remember the winter camps when I was in high school were normally in the month of February and Pastor Mark would normally have three nights of prayer in January. I yeah. would make the focus of those three nights of prayer to prepare my heart yeah. for the upcoming youth conference. And I remember there would be mature people in the body of Christ that would come up to me as a high school student and say, what are you expecting to get at yeah. the next youth camp? Because I know God will meet that. Yeah. As a parent, ask those types of questions. Right. What miracle are you going to get? What revelation are you going to get? Yeah. Maybe you as a parent are just trying to make sure your kid gets up with enough time to brush their teeth in the morning for school. <laughs> but ask some of those questions. Prime the pump. Right. And you will always have a better day, regardless, better day at work, better day at school, when you get up earlier and start preparing for it. <laughs> yeah. Because then you're even ready for the, the crazy things that the day throws at you that maybe you didn't think you were prepared for, but you got up in time and made those preparations. So the next one's prime the pump. And I think about if you were on a farm and there was a, uh, an old well in the prep ground. The, there, there, oh, well, did I get them out of order? Was no, number prime one prime the pump? pump? Okay. No, it was prep the soil. You're uh, on an old farm. You see the well, there's a, there's a, there's a pump there. And it, you would be, if it hadn't been used in a while, you'd be a fool to think that the first time I try and pump that spout, that water's going to come out. No, because there's zero water in the line. So we talk about priming the pump. Priming the pump is getting that water into the line. So when you need to put a draw on it, the water immediately comes out. It's the same thing with your relationship with God. If the only time I'm experiencing God is at camp, guess what? The lines are dry. There's no water in that line. So priming the pump is both, is cultivating a relationship with God yes. and having those things in your heart at the ready. Like I'm already full of the life of God. I've already been prayed up. I'm worshiping in my free time. Uh, that's what priming the pump is. And so when you get into his presence, you don't have to spend half an hour priming the pump. You've already done it. You get more out of the experience. That's so good. Prime the, the, pump. the goal isn't to show up to camp empty and stay and get full. That's where most people think the yeah. purpose is. Yeah. It's better to show up full and get overflowing because Absolutely. then you will influence others, others. after the conference yeah. and the camp, right. which is the goal and for what one, God put in you to reach others. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Show up full and leave overflowing. I love Don't it. show up and empty and guess get what? full. The grace and the mercy of God, the love of God is amazing. So you can show up empty and Say leave it. overflowing. Say it. You can show up empty and leave overflowing. Say it again. You can show up empty and you can leave overflowing. Glory. So the last one is prune the trees. And so we know, go ahead. I thought it was pull the weeds. Oh, you can Either pull. Either one. Pull, Which one hits maybe you? Maybe I actually put both in there. I think I did. Pull prune, the weeds and prune the trees. That's it. It is. Together we're better, brother. Keep it up. Yeah. So this one's a little controversial because you can come into the presence of the Lord broken or empty and God can fix things. He can help you. So it's not a complete... It's not a loss if you go into God's presence or into an event or to church haven't, having not done all these things. God's big enough to where he can work with anything. But you can really maximize your time with the Lord when you do some things beforehand. So I've gone to a camp where I haven't examined myself at all. And the entire camp was just correction. God's like, you need to fix this. 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 Thank the Lord. But I left with a lot of work to do. And there was other camps when I had already started addressing those things. And then that camp was just me getting a greater encounter of love and of joy. And not neither were, they're both necessary. But I'm just talking about if you take, because Jesus said this, you need to take the time to judge your own heart. And he even says this, he's going to correct whom he loves. And you prune the vine so it can grow back stronger. So talking about the things in your life that need to be addressed, let's work on addressing them. And then you can get maximum impact 
out of that event or that church service. Because during that church service, the Lord isn't just dealing with you about a bunch of stuff that needs to be fixed because you've already cultivated a lifestyle of judging your own heart the where the Lord doesn't need to be calling that out all the time when you're in his presence. little controversial, but I've been on both sides of it. And it's way better to develop a lifestyle of judging your own heart and fixing that instead of having the Lord or even someone at camp, I've had this happen before, call out your sin Ooh, that's, and tell you, you need to fix that. That one stings the most. It does. To reference something you said earlier in this podcast, you had made mention about Pastor Steve saying that your parents, Jesus won't save you. Yeah. That was obviously a time where you had to be corrected. Yes. And then that led into a season of what you said can be controversial, can be destructive, but deconstruction. Mm -hmm. Maybe a better way or a different way to phrase that would be renovation. Renovation. So you can determine with God based on your preparation if it's going to be a let's say a demoing of what needs to be yeah. done or a building up. Yeah. You get to determine if he's going to have to tear things down right. or if he's going to get to build things up. Yeah. Now, if you tear things down beforehand, your conference camp experience will be a building yeah. up. It'll be. Yeah. Or even your personal, even your personal time with him. And I, I truly believe that personal time with him is about getting to know him better because the correction and the judging, I know he corrects whom he loves, but that's usually through the conviction of the Holy Spirit and the word. As you're spending time with him, yeah. you, you start thinking like, oh, I need to change this. I need to change this. But if you're not ever thinking about what need, what weeds need to be pulled in your life, there's going to be a lot of correction. And what I found in my life is that when I wasn't addressing things, I would shy away from the presence of the Lord because I knew what he was going to call out. And, and God is our leader and your leader has yeah. to bring correction. That's one of their, one of their roles. Yeah. But we have an open door with God. Yeah. So if you don't choose to spend any time with him, God is going to correct you because he loves you. But if you spend as much time, ample time with him, fellowshipping with him, you will have a foundation of relationship that is greater than the correction he has to bring. Yeah. If you hide from him and then get into his presence, God's still going to correct you. But if you share yeah. that relational bandwidth with him, he's not endeavoring just to spend time with you saying, okay, I've got a list of 72 things we got to work on. So I believe it's always better if you can spend daily time with him to fellowship with him because you're going to receive and respond yeah. to the correction. He inevitably is going to bring much healthier. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I would say maybe we can call them just like the, the three P's of growth, just of spiritual growth. It's great. All right. We got prep the soil, prime the pump, pull the weeds, prune the trees, a lot of personal responsibility. But God's responsible for his part. You're responsible for your part. And when mm -hmm. both are doing their part, what's that called? That's called covenant. It's called covenant. And covenant is what you want to be in with the Lord. You don't want to be in contract. You don't want to be in fear. You want to be in covenant relationship. Um, that's the best way to grow in God. And that's our plug for the importance of youth camps and a plug for winter encounter. What are those dates? The dates are February 23rd and 24th. Yep. If you want any information, contact me that you don't already have. We talk about it every Sunday, but I love to talk about it because I'm passionate for it and want to see your student attend it. Yeah. You want to pray? No wisdom of the day? Oh, Is that a thing yeah. of the Sorry, old? Sorry, wisdom of the day. Um, There were so many. There was a lot of nuggets that came forth. Yeah, absolutely. I like it. Don't show up empty. Show up full and you'll leave overflowing. That is good. But you can also show up empty because God's so good and leave overflowing. He, he is 
is that good? <laughs> is that good, everybody? I liked that one. I'm going to stick with that one too. That right. one is it's just a condition of your heart that you show up with. Because I think a lot of people think they're going to get more. If I'm empty, there's a greater capacity for God to do something in my life. It's almost right. like if I go into the depths of sin, I'm going to have a better yeah. testimony. But when you're overflowing and you see God actually work through you at oh, yeah. an event, it's it's the best thing ever to be used of God. I know we can get into God using in a healthy way, God working through you and you know, it's not you and you know, people are being blessed. Youth students can experience that. I've yeah. done some things at youth camp because I showed up in a healthy condition that I look back and I go, I can't believe I did that. Yeah. For I was example, at a youth camp where he stage dove. Yes. One of the leaders told me to do a stage dive. That was pretty sweet. That one was pretty wild. One time I remember I ran up, I stole the mic and led an altar call. Yeah. Uh, we took out like 10 rows of chairs once. Took out 10 we were, rows we of chairs in a, a Holy Ghost a service. Joy-filled Holy Ghost service. So great yeah. times to be had and they're going to happen here February 23rd and 24th. Yeah. I will pray out. Wait, I'll say this too, that there'll be a lot of joy movements and experiences, but Here's the thing that you know that is that is genuine. Every time I've been in one of those services at a youth camp, had joy, been laughing, falling out, whatever, I leave with purpose and direction from the Lord. And if you just get out of that time and go like, wow, that, that was fun. Eh, you got to – I think that those times, even though the Spirit's moving in joy, there's always purpose to it, and He'll bring direction. You'll leave knowing what you need to do. I'm going to add one more thing yeah. to it. You're going to get purpose and direction, but the joy of the Lord is your strength. So that you also have the energy yeah, to yeah. carry it out. Absolutely. Good. All right. <laughs> Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the things that Pastor Jonathan and I have experienced in your presence, under your word, at youth camps and youth conferences, separate and even together, we have such great memories. But Lord, I thank you for the youth students that are coming to this encounter the adults who are sponsoring students, paying for their students to come. Thank you for them. Lord, I thank you that your will will come forth. And I thank you that the listeners are blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Catch us next week on the Sewing and Growing podcast. Get this, everybody. With. With J&J. J&J. It is Sewing and Growing. And that's what we're doing. We're sewing. We're growing every day. Catch you next week. <laughs>